0: Connell Tribune, Friday the 13th of January 2006. A tribute to my friend, the late Pat McGratton. Are you watching the game? This is not a story I'm very easy to write. I've tried a half a dozen times to put it into words, but I've stalled each time. Six months ago, I lost a wee friend to cancer. I know my loss is nothing compared to that of Teresa and Lorraine. Amanda and Chris, who have lost the most important person in their lives. But it all happened so suddenly that I'm still not sure if anyone has really come to terms with it. I know as we get older and death among our peer group becomes more commonplace. That we've come to accept it more, but it's still shit when it happens like this. Pat was born in Glasgow in the post-war years. He grew up in various parts of that mean city eventually took a path, well trodden and clean side, into the shipyards. As a red later, painting the bottom of those big ships, He used to say the crack was mighty, great card games and a little painting. As the days of the great yards in Teng Castle, Belfast and the Clyde were coming to an end in the 70s, thanks to Maggie, Pat continued on the painting game on the outside. Growing up in Glasgow in the mid 60s, Pat was to begin a lover for that would be all-consuming over the next 40 years, the Celtic. In the company of his mum, Chrissy, and his auntie Bessie, he'd make another well-trodden route in Glasgow up the Gallagate to Parkhead. He had the experience of going to Paradise during the famous Nine in a row era of Jochstein and would have been at matches in all conditions long before the heated seat brigade of 05. He also had the good fortune to be able to watch the Celtic during the most successful period in the club's history. Pat just loves Celtic but there are of course different types of love and when he met a Donegal woman they decided to move to Kilmacrennan in the late 70s. He physically left Glasgow but his heart was still at paradise. No doubt about it, it was a massive change painting a big boat on the Clyde and watching Celtic to painting Katie Rodden's kitchen and going along to watch Lorgy Celtic along the Lennon. I first met Pat in the summer of '82. Scotland were playing Brazil in the World Cup. I heard a knock on the door. Opened the door, I was surprised to see this lightly made up, total stranger stand there. Are you watching the game? He uttered the words in the strongest Glaswegian accent you ever heard. Apparently, the two women had met at the doctor's earlier, and our interest in the beautiful game had surfaced, surprisingly, in between the latest news about Coronation Street or Brookside. Anyway, Pat landed, we watched the game, Scotland got stuffed as usual, although David Neri scored a great toe poke. And to begin a friendship which continued until the 17th of May passed. We all have our sorts of relationships, all sorts of relationships in our lives. The friends we had growing up, school friends, your mates in your teenage years, your football team mates, work mates, golf mates, neighbours, drinking partners, soul mates etc. We can be different people in all our relationships. We will be viewed differently by all the people in our lives. I'm sure our partners, wives, children, parents see a different person than our workmates or golf buddies. We're seen in a different context be each. Pat and I were neighbours as well as friends for the past 20 years or so. We had totally different lives but our friendship runs like a thread throughout. Probably because of the shared urban background, we found it easier to sit and chat about the more important things in life, like football. He never got his head around the new love Gigsy and I had for golf. I have millions of memories of Pat. First match we went to against Real Sociedad in '82. Tony Kelly took us to an Indian restaurant. It was our first time, and I think Pat's last. Sure, we didn't know where take a masala from Gelfrasy then. The meal was a disaster. Seldig lost, and it was the beginning of a great friendship. The many trips over to Scotland during the years since have so many stories and memories. Nights spent in Scotston, Clydebank, Rossi and Royston, Danny Collins coach in the old days, driving by car, P&O, Stenna, the long drive from Stranraer to Glasgow, Ryan Earre and EasyJet, Came along a little too late for Pat, as his trips dropped off in recent times. The modern phenomenon of nights spent in the Marriott and Holiday Inn after a game weren't just Pat's style, so you could never get him out of the lagoon. Saying that, it lit the lagoon was a spiritual home, and I know the lagoon regulars miss his presence. He also loved a wee game of cards up in McGinty's on a Friday night, or a paint in Harry's with Tommy. Before Sky revolutionised football and television, many a night sat huddled up to an old radio listening to a game during the 80s. Times we drove to the Fisherman's Inn in Glen outside Mallon to see a game. It was one of the few places in Ireland that could pick up Scottish television, and it was packed with people driving 50 miles to see the Celtic. Pat enjoyed the crack, and on the long journey home, would regale us with stories of Johnson, Tully, Lennox, Alden Hay. Dinky Johnson was his favourite and coincidentally in the week at Senate he compared him to the legendary George Best. Of course, locally Pat was well known as a top class painter. Michelangelo he wasn't, but there's hardly a living room, kitchen or bedroom in Turman that Pat hasn't painted. That he was invited back year after year was testimony to his painting prowess and as long as you had a jar of coffee in the house the job would be done. For the past 25 years, he stripped, sanded, varnished, sprayed and painted around the walls, doors of Terman without a word of complaint. Making the change from Glasgow to Terman didn't bother Pat one bit, although he always said he never could get to grips with the local fascination with sheep, turf and the weller. The week wouldn't be complete without spending the night at Pat's drinking endless cups of coffee. He enjoyed a coffee, a smoke and a wee can of tenants. One particular night last winter when I called into him, he was in bad way. Sitting in his favourite chair by the TV, his two granddaughters Amy and Cora fast asleep on his knee. The match was over and Big Brother was on. The, ca- the, the can was empty, cigarettes and the remote were on the table out of reach and the coffee was cold. He couldn't fear for waking his beloved granddaughters. Boy was he glad to see me. He was a good guy who would never do you a bad turn with a rare Scottish sense of humour. Life is so cruel. Jinky Johnson with motor Neuron, bestie the legend gone, Cormac McAnallen, very public images of her own frailty and mortality. But when it hits so close to home, that's when the reality really sets in. In August 2000 I sat in the village tavern watching Celtic destroy Rangers 6-2 in Martin O'Neill's first game against them. I couldn't really imagine that the three guys beside me would all be gone within that short space of time. Unfortunately, Pat has now joined Paddy McLafferty and Gordon Brander in that little piece of Donegal and Paradise, along with another good friend and great football man, Hugh Strain. Pat's gone and has left us in that little row of cottages near Terman Chapel. He, he has left us with many memories which will always remain. I still haven't got my head around it. It's not fair, but then life's not fair. I'm just glad at the end, Frank, Peggy and myself with Teresa, were with Teresa and Pat just as we had always been for 20 years as neighbors and friends. Painting a room, having a paint in the lagoon, playing pool in the village tavern, having a puff in the outside smoke room at the hospital. Everyone will have their own little memories of Pat. Mine will be Of many a cold winter Saturday around 4.40 and Pat emerging from his car after listening to the game on Radio Clyde and the smile on his face signaling that his beloved Hoops had won again.